This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, this is Agoro, host of the Agoro Show. And you are listening to the Steve and Crypto Show. So keep your ears open and your mouth shut, 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 shut. Hey, welcome to the Steve and Crypto Show presented by thestevestrout.com where you probably noticed that I've been actually posting stuff and uh, making it easier for you to find our episodes if you get a little behind. So head over there and a lot more to come. As you hear at the top of the episode, we are now a member of the Deluxe Edition Network. It is a collective of independent podcasts. It's kind of a, a cool network. We all just bounce off each other and promote each other and help each other's shows grow. And there are a ton of shows like ourself. And the podcast of the month for April, which are History I'd Like to Fuck, which is, like I said, the best podcast title, I think. And Barrel Aged Flicks. Check them out. Uh, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. And you can support us on Patreon, of course. Patreon.com slash Steve Crypto. We have a bunch of stuff up over there. Some exclusive. Uh, check it out. We've been putting up short videos, blog posts. Well, I've been doing a uh, series of mini podcasts with my fiance about games, which is always a blast. So head over there. You could pledge as little as a buck a month and get access to all the stuff. Patreon.com slash Steve Crypto. Of course, you could go to buy me a coffee, buymeacoffee.com slash Steve Crypto and kick us something there too. It is kind of like tipping us. Uh, all the proceeds that come in on any of the uh, funding sites or a merch site or anything all go directly into the show, whether it be promotions and advertising or upgrading equipment, which is a dire need at the moment. Uh, it all helps. Uh, like I said, the merch, we are actually having a sale, 10% off everything in the merch store. So head over to Etsy and search for Steve and Crypto Merch and uh, get yourself a deal, save some money, look pretty fucking cool with a couple extra bucks in your pocket. It's a win-win. Then of course you could follow us on social media. CryptoZoo88 is uh, Caleb's info and I am the Steve Strout. We're both on Instagram and Twitter. Then, of course, you can come join us on the Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and search Stephen Crypto Show Podcast, and a group will pop up. Join it. We are going to do a giveaway when we hit 1,000 group members. So that's a goal. You could go in there and uh, post. If you got a project you're working on, you got a friend's project, you want to support or promote something in there, come in, conversation, start a conversation whatever it's pretty open of course we are gonna promote the shit out of the steven crypto show in there but it's uh it's for everybody it's our little community that we want you to be a part of 
So go ahead and, and do that too. Uh, lately, I've been deep into uh, promoting a film that I am a producer on. It's called Nightmares Unleashed. The crowdfunding is winding down for it. We have an Indiegogo campaign going that is kind of winding down, and I believe it's going to go in demand. So be on the lookout for that. Of course, I will post links when that goes up. It's called Nightmares Unleashed. There's a ton of awesome perks, including one if you want to come on the Stephen Crypto show. You'll get, uh, pretty sure you'll get like a, a IMDb thanks credit and you will come on our show to hype whatever you're working on. Check it out. It's going to be a good movie. We actually added Lloyd Kaufman, the man behind Troma. You know, like Toxic Avenger and all that awesome shit. Uh, he is going to make a cameo in the film. So... If you want to be part of a movie with fucking Uncle Lloyd, then here's your chance. So on last week's episode, we chatted with Todd Rayner. He is a comic creator here in the Northwest about his upcoming series, Annabelle. Going to be launching a Kickstarter soon. We put the link to it in the show notes on the last episode. So track that down, check it out, sign up so you get alerted when that launches gonna be a good comic series and it's gonna to lead to more yeah, he did mention that he's gonna be doing a horror themed uh, spin-off of it so I'm excited for that so stay tuned to all that stuff on this episode we have a chat with some of the crew from Acrostar films they're here to talk about their next film that they're about to start production on called attack of the corn zombies you know I'm a sucker for a zombie film, and I've worked with Acrostar before. They were like my first uh, foot in the door in the movie world. Those guys are great. Awesome, awesome group of people. And now they're making a zombie movie, so definitely interesting. So check this chat out with those guys, and uh, we will be back to, you know, do the usual closing routine and uh, say bye. Hey, this is Butch Patrick, and you're listening to the Stephen Crypto Show. Check out these shows available now on Fearflix. And welcome to another collection of frightfully good films from Fearflix Gothic Horrors. With me, your host, Malvolia, the Queen of Screams. Hey, I'm Pamela Such. You know me from all the wave movies. And here we are, we're going to play Curse of the Swamp Creature 2. Hello guys, I'm Rachel Waits. And I'm Elise Costin. Welcome to Silent Screams. I'm Pamela Such. I'm Monica Hayes. Thank you for tuning in to 70s Grind Out on Fearflix. Hey y'all, I'm Sherry Davis, your host for this wild and untamed collection of horror films from Fearflix. We wrangled up a selection of Texas horrors for this one. Welcome to Lone Star Horrors. These shows, movies, and much more available now on Fearflix. Download it on your Roku channel store today.
I'm Mr. Lobo of Cinema Insomnia, and you're listening to the Steve and Crypto Show, or are you? Hey, we are on the Steve and Crypto Show. We have some old friends of the, the podcast on. We have some of the crew from Acrostar Films. Of course, if you guys have been listening, you know we love those guys. Um, they put out a film called It Came From Somewhere uh, last year which my uh, dumb face was in. Luckily, you guys listening don't get to see my face, so go go find that movie, then you will see it. Um, but I want to congratulate everybody first, well, everybody involved, even even people that weren't involved. Congratulations, everybody, for uh, the Rondo nomination. It's it's a, To me, the Rondos are like, that's my, uh, my Oscars, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's cool. Um, we're going to talk about a couple new movies coming from Acrostar Films. Uh, before we get into that, why don't we have everybody introduce themselves? If Anne would like to lead the way. Sure. Hi, I'm Anne Myrna, and I'm the producer and first AD for the films we're going to talk about today, Desperate Souls and Attack of the Corn Zombies. Yeah. Hi, I'm Magdalena. I act in both the films we're going to talk about today. As well as it came from somewhere, so thank you. And Joe. Hi, I'm Joe, and I was also in uh, Desperate Souls, and I will also be in Attack of the Corns. All right, and the, the mastermind behind everything, <laughs> Steve Herman. How you doing, buddy? Good, how are you? How are you? Uh, I'm Steve Herman, I, and I am the creator of all this nonsense. <laughs> I like that, I created all this nonsense. Um. The movies, I know uh, Desperate Souls is in post-production, and uh, we should see that pretty soon. Just jump right in, tell us about that, and uh, the way people could still continue to help make it happen. Because I know it's it always needs polishing up and all that important stuff, so who wants to tell the story? Um, I can go ahead and read the synopsis so that I get it, get it right. Um so for, for Desperate Souls, it's in, considered a horror romance film. It's a feature-length film. Uh, living in the endless void of the afterlife, Moira survives on the lust, despair, and grief of men, an existence this enchantress has known for eons as a succubus. Using her exquisite beauty, she lures them with false hopes of relief from the mental pain before consuming their broken souls. When Moira hears the cries of Devon, a man whose life dances on the edge of a razor blade, she's drawn to a pain she's never felt before. Discovering they both found what they have longed for, Moira is determined to keep them together and not let anyone stand in their way, regardless of who she must kill. That sounds like some uh, some deep stuff. So you say uh, horror. How, how deep into the... the... They like scary horror or more psychological kind of stuff. Which way is it lean? Um, I mean, there's some psychological, but there's definitely in your face horror. Um, Jamie Apple, who unfortunately was not able to join us tonight, is also part of the cast and she did the special effects for the film. So we have, um, you know, some prosthetics that she custom made for us. Um, there's lots of blood um at appropriate times of course um but you know in the overall story um the lead character moira who's played by angel bradford she is a demon 
who assumes human form at some times and then is in demon form the other times. So Jamie also created um, her demon look. There are wings, there are horns. Um, and uh, Angel Bradford in that role, her character really goes through a gamut of emotions. Um, I mean, she's normally as a succubus, they don't attach themselves to just one man. They float from person to person, draining their energy, and that gives her energy. But she kind of gets hooked into this character, Devin, which is played by Joe Rosing. So I'll let Joe talk a little bit about uh, the character of Devin. All righty. Okay, well, um, Devin, um, quite quite young man. Uh, obviously suffers from depression and um, other mental issues he's dealing with because you know, like uh, Ann said in the synopsis, he has a dance with a razor blade. He shows it in the, one of the trailers. And uh, when he meets Moira, things do change for him. But a lot of times, sometimes for the better, he doesn't feel so lonely. He feels a little happy. But at the same time, he kind of has a, uh, I guess we can call it maybe a different change. I really don't want to say too much about what happens to him, so to speak, because uh, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah I, it, it really is a a very interesting film and, I don't, I don't want to say too much <laughs> yeah 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 we'll definitely see it soon enough and Magdalena plays uh, Rebecca who is the girlfriend of Devin's best friend so Magdalena maybe you could talk a little bit about uh, your character and some of the, the things that you stir up yeah <laughs> Um, so I like to think of Rebecca kind of like a detective during this whole thing. Um, her and Dan, which is Devin's best friend. Um, I know Devin through my boyfriend, Dan. Um, so we meet Moira and I'm immediately suspicious of her. So the entire film is Rebecca trying to, um, unearth like what Moira is and, tell Devin that she's dangerous all while trying to keep those around her safe. So like she's reading up on what a succubus is like the entire time and trying to out Moira as a succubus. So is there going to be any like without spoiling, is there like a showdown between you and the succubus? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fun fact, I wear this shirt during said showdown. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Ask about the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so the filming is completed for yes. Desperate Souls. Yes. What's the uh, the time frame on the release? Um, we are going to do a theatrical release the first weekend in May on May 6th in the teeny tiny town of Leroy, Illinois. Um, And we chose that town because it's very near where we filmed. And we had some uh, background extra people volunteer to work with us. And um, when we do it in that area, then those people can enjoy seeing themselves on the big screen, which is quite the thrill. And we also happen to be filming our next film that same weekend um, in in that locale. Um, so that all works out conveniently. Um, and then uh, general release on uh, physical media will be on May 26th. 
And we have DVD and Blu-ray available through our Indiegogo campaign, which you can find at DesperateSoulsMovie.com. Um, and then kind of in between those two events, we're going to do what we call like a VIP online premiere on uh, May 19th. And essentially, that's like a Zoom meeting. Um, it's with cast and crew to watch the movie along with our fans online. And then we do a little question and answer um, session afterwards. All right. And then once this, once the dust settles from Desperate Souls, we're moving on to Attack of the Corn Zombies. Um, I love yes. a good zombie film. It's it's my thing. I, I grew up obsessed with like Night of the Living Dead and all that. So I'm hyped for this one. Uh, tell us all the details that you can actually share. <laughs> I'll let uh, Steve go ahead and introduce you to this one. Zombies are my favorite too. I mean, I, I love anything zombie. Uh, they're slow moving ones, not the ones that can run, but uh, <laughs> I've always wanted to do a zombie film, but I waited a little bit because it was so oversaturated with them at the time I wanted to do it. So I kind of held off on it. And I just, and I chose the year 1969 because I wanted to keep, because we've done 50s, we've done 70s, we've done 80s. So I figured, hey, why not, why not do 60s? And uh, as far as the year 1969, I wanted a group of the characters that planned to go somewhere, but I wasn't sure where they were going to go. So I just typed up something, events happening in the late 60s, and Woodstock came up. So I was, oh, okay, I'll just do it in the year 1969 then. There you go. I, I thought when I saw the, the year, when I heard about it, I thought you were trying to uh, kind of keep it close because, you know, Night of the Living Dead was 68. So I thought yep. you were kind of just playing into that too. But Yep. And, and you know, the, the film will have like a period attire for like the late 60s. Uh, the film will be color graded as if it was in the late 60s. So basically, it'll look like it was made in the late 60s, in 69. Awesome. awesome. Um, so what's the, the basic uh, story? Well, in a small town, they have like a major corn festival. And the local farmer tries new fertilizer, which basically inspects the corn. And when people eat the corn, they turn into zombies and they just start going after whoever's left. I like it. There's good straightforward yep. infected people and yep. way and to they, do it. And when they turn after they eat it, they'll have like little kernels and stalks coming out of their bodies. <laughs> That's good. So um Joe and Magdalena are both gonna be in this. What roles are you playing? Um, I know I am playing a hippie named Penny. <laughs> and I'm playing a nosy neighbor named Rosie. Nosy Rosie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing a, a greaser named Roger. Yeah, we've got, um, I'll, I'm going to rattle through the cast real quick because. It's yeah, like, please, uh, please. Cast of, cast of I thousands. Know, I know you got a, uh. Quite the kind, of, kind of a legend joined up to be yes, in the film. Uh, so um, in addition to Magdalena, there's Beth Metcalf, and Beth will be playing a character as well. And I'm not going to say all the character names because <laughs> I would yeah, have to yeah. look at my notes because there's so many of them. <laughs> um, yep. But Beth is going to be helping out with special effects. 
uh, makeup on this one. Um, we've got Morgan Thompson. We've got Angel Bradford. And we have the iconic Lynn Lowry. Um, and if, if people know old horror films, um, they know Lynn. Uh, we've got Jack Yanko, Jamie Apple, who's playing a character as well as helping with the special effects. We have little Delilah Hefner with us again. We've got Randall Cole, Ashley Hefner, Sarah Dolan, Paige Bourne, Hope Hefner, and Michelle Hefner. I love how the whole group just continues to work from film to film. Like it's it's just like a tight knit. It's a cool team. I dig it. It's like a family. Well, and with the, with this one, it kind of came about because when we filmed, it came from somewhere. We were filming at this house that we tend to stay at. Um, so we all kind of like camp out at this Airbnb to save money for on hotel rooms. Um, and it happens to be surrounded by cornfields. And they have, a, they have a fire pit. And when these youngsters were staying up late one night, I had already gone to bed. So I was not party to this. <laughs> but... Um, they're hanging out at the fire pit and they kind of started wandering into the cornfield a little bit with their cell phones and cameras rolling and stuff. And, um, you know, kind of just came up with the idea. Wouldn't it be cool to do some kind of a, a film with these with the cornfields and zombies and stuff? And talk to Steve. And of course, you know, he's able to wrap, write that into a story right away. And um, with him being so welcoming with everyone in the group, he just said, well, who wants to be in it? And basically, everyone raised their hand. Yeah, who <laughs> who why, wouldn't, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's why there's so many people in the cast. And then we added um, Lynn Lowry. We've never worked with her before. Um, and Morgan Thompson, we've not worked with before. Um, and as I mentioned before, with uh, Desperate Souls, Angel Bradford was um, in that. And that was the first time we worked with her. So our family is growing. <laughs> so uh, campaign is going now to Indiegogo for Attack of the Corn Zombies. And you guys always have awesome perks for people to contribute. You want to tell us about some of those? Sure. You can find the campaign at cornzombies.com. And some of the perks, um, one that's very popular is we, we bundled a few things together um, for what I call the assistant producer bundle. So you get to be an assistant producer on IMDb and in the film credits, you get a copy of the film on Blu-ray or DVD if you prefer, um, a copy of the signed poster and signed script that's signed by cast and crew. Um, then we've got stuff, I mean, you can donate a dollar. That's fine. And you don't even have to donate to the campaign. If you see any of our posts and you share them, that's really, really helpful. I mean, we're just trying to spread the word and get more and more people to know about the film. Um, some other, you know, smaller credits. Um, we've got the virtual screening that I mentioned where you get to watch the film uh, with the cast and the crew and ask questions afterwards. We have a downloadable version of the film in addition to Blu-ray and DVD. Um, a couple um, kind of participatory perks. Um, you can have your photo in the film. And that is kind of in the background is set decoration. So imagine a scene in a bedroom and there's a nightstand and your photo happens to be on nightstand, that type of thing. Um, another one where you can kind of participate is during the dialogue, some zombies will be named. You could have your name said as one of those zombies. Um, you can be a victim in the film. So we're going to have some posters made up. And as the cast goes by them, while there's some dialogue, we'll talk about how all these people are missing and they're assumed that they've turned into zombies somewhere. Um, and then another fun one is what I call reaction in the credits. So you could film yourself 
just a really short video, like six to 10 seconds of you reacting to actually seeing a zombie. So just think about like what you would do. You could say, oh, bleepity bleep if you want. You could um, pick up a weapon. You could run out of frame. Um, you know, kind of whatever people want to do. We'll go ahead and interweave those in the end credits of the film. And then we have various producer levels uh, from assistant producer all the way up to executive producer. And we we had a couple of voice roles, but those have been taken. Yeah, I saw there was like a, a radio one mm -hmm. that I think I just missed it. I was like, oh, man, that's what I've always wanted to do. But <laughs> next time, next movie, I'm, I'm yeah. going to get dibs on the radio role. Uh, so working with a lot of carryover uh, cast does that make it easier in any way oh definitely i mean we've been what is it magdalena about a year and about a year, about a year to trepidity yeah yeah i think it's been over a year since trepidity now um that was that was the beginning of march, march last year yeah i was yeah. seeing all sorts of memories pop up yeah yeah, and I think that's why they work so well together. They just gel as a group. And yeah. that's a hell of a lot better. They know each other. They work off, they work off each other. Yeah, there's no getting to know each other, really. So you can just go straight to it and get to work. And then your chemistry is the already comfort there. level and the chemistry yeah. and all that, yeah. So, Steve, do you find yourself when you're writing... Do you find yourself picturing some of your, your past cast as characters and stuff in, in things you're writing? Yeah, sometimes I do. Yeah. So you're like, I got the perfect person for this role, so we're going to, yeah. I like to throw them in like, situations with characters they've never played before. Right. Like Magdalene, like here, a hippie. I mean, he's going to be, well, I don't want to give too much away, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to know too. <laughs> yeah, so so Steve, the thing that's interesting in talking about having us talk about this film is that we really haven't seen the entire script yet. Um, you know, we've seen some snippets, um, but Steve Furman is nearing like, the point of having a first draft. So we do have a table read scheduled for April 9th. Um, that would be like the first time that we actually like run through the whole thing. I've been getting um more peeks at it than anybody else because I also need to plan the locations and kind of try to figure out like shoot dates and stuff. Um, so I've been making Steve send me the early drafts, which he normally doesn't like to do because they're not <laughs> you know ready yet. But um, it's looking really good. I think um, you know the characters that Steve writes are always very endearing. Um, you know, every now and then there's a character who's kind of a jerk, but um, even they have some endearing properties usually. Um, so there's, uh, like Steve mentioned, that kind of these like groups of characters that kind of um, form like smaller knit groups um, and they're in different locations and they have different, um, you know, challenges that they're dealing with and uh, different types of resolutions that they work towards. So it's, it's looking really good. I think that's one of the biggest challenges for me is writing for so many people. <laughs> right. That's why I like to split them off in the groups because it makes it a heck of a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever have to like write somebody off that you really like? Like, we have to kill this character, but I really like this person. And I feel really bad about it. Or you're just like, 
have fun with it. I have fun with it. Yeah, there's yeah. some points I uh, really wish I don't have to do this. Yeah. But, yeah. Got to do what you got, to right? Well, and as as cast members, I mean, we don't really care if we're in like few scenes or a lot of scenes or whatever. It doesn't doesn't matter. I mean, we just have a blast doing these projects together. So, you know, nobody is like breathing down Steve's neck. Well, give me more lines or you know anything like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that just it just never happens. Um, so it's it's nice because we have like none of that happens during pre-production and it doesn't happen when we're actually filming either so we have a very drama free environment like magdalena said you know everybody kind of knows everybody and and, you know if somebody's having a a rough time with something like every now and then there's a word you can't pronounce right magdalena or (laughs) (laughs) yes or you know like a chunk of of the dialogue is just like you can't you just can't get it delivered or whatever you know we'll stop we'll kind of rework it we'll rehearse Um, as producer and first ad i've got the script i can feed lines off screen if we're just like totally jamming up and we just keep moving along and supporting each other which is a wonderful thing to to see right and i and i i usually just give my actors free reign if they think something sounds better than what i've written i should go ahead go for it that's that's pretty rare (laughs) you don't usually get that like you do your lines and it's your damn job, but see that—that's where the whole family thing comes in. And I pretty much let the actors develop their own characters. I give them a blueprint of how they are, and then they, okay, it's your character. You yeah. go with it, however you think it's done. Just let them act, right? That's what they—that's what they do. <laughs> exactly. Um. So, uh, zombie stuff. Since it's a zombie film, you guys are about to start. Uh, what's everybody's first exposure to zombies or zombie film? Because it's one of I my favorite subjects. was actually Night of the Living Dead. Night of, okay. Night of the Living Dead is one of my favorite. Yeah. Just movies in general. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Night of the Living Dead. Yep. What about you, Joe? I'm trying to remember what the first one I ever saw. Uh, we're not counting the Evil Dead, are we? Kind of, sort of counts. It's more demon, but that's a whole different know. episode. That's a. Whole... I was pretty big on the, the Walking Dead up to a certain point. If you want to, if you want to, I can't remember which one was the first one. So we'll just. <laughs> okay, fair enough. How about Anne, I know you're a secret zombie lover. Yeah, I mean, Night, Night of the Living Dead is a classic, the original. And, and I'm glad that this film has slow-moving zombies because <laughs> us, us more mature characters. Yeah, it's like, oh, I gotta we got to take our I'm time out. with yeah. that physical stuff or we get hurt. Yeah, that's a topic of conversation me and my dumb friends have had many times. <laughs> it's like, would you prefer slow or fast zombies? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we're we're want... trying we're trying to recruit people to be um, background zombies. So we're part of the film. We want to have a large collection of zombies in one particular scene, and then we have other scenes where there are like smaller groups of zombies. So I'm uh, actively trying to recruit people again who are local to the area where we're filming. And there's not a whole lot of film production um, in central Illinois. So these people don't have that much of an opportunity. A lot of them drive all the way, you know, like two hour drive up to Chicago to, um, be able to do background and on, uh, films and TV shows. So it, it's really 
cool to see the excitement um, of people who get to be in a movie. Yeah, for sure. I need to move to Illinois apparently because yeah, it's kind of a kind of dead out here. There's a little bit of stuff that pops up, but most of the gigs are in like up in Vancouver or down no. in Portland. So it's like that makes sense. Yeah, but I don't know. Someday, someday I'll be passing through Illinois and come be a zombie. <laughs> Even if it's not a zombie movie, I'll just show up and be a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just show up and you guys could kill me and we'll, we'll call again. I'll have fulfilled my my dream. And we do have we do have some people who have said they want to come in from far away, um, like the UK. Um, wow. Yeah, <laughs> there's, a guy, there's a guy. The guy's uh, there's a guy who happens to be in the US now because he's doing some work on a film and he's like, well, how about if I get done in LA, I, I come to Illinois. I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> You're dying, pal. Yeah. Come on up. Yeah. It's really yeah work. Unfortunately, we're not working with one of these huge budgets where we can pay travel for everybody yeah. and we can put everybody up in hotels. I mean, if you look at the way we live when we, we film, it, it's kind of like being in a college dorm with very true more people than are supposed to be in there at one time. Very true. So yeah, we just we just kind of suck it up, and uh, I'm really tired at the end of the week. But <laughs> by the end of the week, everybody's a zombie, right? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, people are really <laughs> bad at sleeping. Yeah, right. the coffee and the sugar—that that's what we yeah. keep us going. I just talking about it. That's like half the budget. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> coffee and sugar, energy yeah. drinks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, what else do you want to add about the movie? Any other important info people need to know? Um, with this one, we don't have a specific release date. We're just saying late 2023. Um, Steve is trying to come up with a plan to work a little surprise into the movie, um, at least when we show it in the theater um, and probably when we do our online um, thing. So I don't know, Steve, if you want to hint at that at all. Uh, no, because would give it away. Okay. True. Well, then where is the a, best place for people to follow along and uh, hear that that uh, special secret uh, surprise when the time comes? All I could say, it'll be a mock fan film trailer only that's all i can tell okay i'll have to think about that one later hmm. um so yeah where's the, the best place to keep up on all the the stuff with this movie and all the other acrostar stuff well if you go to the website acrostarfilms.com um that has a page for every project that we have done and are doing um it has a link to our large Facebook group. We've got like 3,800 people in a Facebook group and anybody is welcome to join. We post there um, on the regular. Um, so those are the, the two big places. And then also from the Acrostar Films website, you can go to our YouTube channel. And there are some short films that are on the YouTube channel that are again in the horror genre. So people would probably enjoy those. You get to um, see people like Magdalena in uh, In the Dark and uh, Moriam. 
which um, it was done as a series, but uh, there's also Steve took all four episodes that are done so far and glommed them together into one uh, YouTube that people can watch and uh, a short called Hope that is uh, on the topic of mental health, which is very, very good. Um, and then there, again, there's links to, you know, if you want to buy a DVD for it came from somewhere or Trepidity or, um, you know, as we add new films, we keep adding those to the website. There's merchandise. Oh, I should have worn my branded merchandise. What was I thinking? Um, we've got, you know, all kinds of t-shirts and sweatshirts and stuff like that too. We could we could pretend that everybody's wearing a uh, Acrostar t-shirt because we're audio anyways. So your shirts look great, guys. You guys should go <laughs> go to Acrostar and uh, get a t-shirt and get some DVDs. Get definitely get it came from somewhere. I enjoyed that movie so much. It was a blast. Um, Yay! Well, I guess like you said, there is one more film coming out after Attack of the Corn Zombies that we oh. got. Like, and that, and that would be the sequel to It Came From Somewhere. The sequel. Okay. All right. Yay. That's Thanks. exciting. We need more tributes to the old classic sci-fi stuff. But right now, it seems like everybody wants to do a, let's make an 80s slasher. Like, no, I want, I want old campy nonsense. <laughs> That's what I want. Not saying it's nonsense, but yeah. No, it's just entertainment, you know, like yeah. you don't yeah. have to work hard at like following the plot. I mean, I'm I'm watching this thing on Netflix now and it's like, oh, it's so hard to watch it because, you know, I'm like <laughs> working so hard to try to understand it. I yeah. mean, you just sit back and relax and, and watch these kind of films. So that's the kind of entertainment I enjoy. That's that's it. I just want to be entertained. I don't want if I'm sitting down and, and I need to unwind and escape and watch a movie or a TV show. I just want to be entertained. I don't want to have to rack my brain trying to figure out what the hell's going on. I don't want to think like I paid 15 bucks for a movie ticket so I could have fun and enjoy myself. Not so I could come in and work like going to work. I would go to that work, take an extra shift, you know, I'm, exactly. Yeah, it's entertainment it's to entertain you. But I guess everybody has their own, uh, way to uh enjoy stuff i guess so yeah i think uh that probably about covers all the info that's available up to this point but again uh Actstar films find the pages on facebook and head over to the indiegogo campaign it, uh those are all going to be linked everywhere uh, i see especially and if you if you're on facebook Find Ann Myrna, follow her because she is she works pretty damn hard. Like I don't know how she finds time to watch anything on Netflix. Like she just mentioned, like she's constantly <laughs> networking and campaigning and promoting stuff. And uh she definitely deserves a ton of credit. I know Steve is the mastermind behind it, but I I don't know if it would go as well for him without Anne. No, I wouldn't. I mean, it just wouldn't be possible without her. Yeah. Well, anybody want to add anything before we wrap up and get on about it? No, I'd just like to just thank you for having us on. Um, it's always fun to talk to you. Um, we really appreciate the support. 
Um, and we can't do this alone, so we do need the support of contributors. Um, I wish I was independently wealthy and could just fund all the films, but that yeah. is not the case. <laughs> so we do reach out, but we try to involve people um, that we, um, you know, that support our our, our films and, um, you know, give them shout outs. And, you know, if they need anything, if they want anything different, you know, they, anybody can message me and I'd be happy to do my best to help them out. But we're looking forward to having some fun several times more the rest of this year. And uh, again, thanks for having us on, Steve. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Magdalena, Joe, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Thank yeah. you. Bring on the zombies. <laughs> we will. <laughs> we all love a good ghost story, but have you ever wondered how it came to be? Have you ever wanted to dig deeper into the true history of your favorite stories of the macabre? How about whether or not it really went down that way? Join us bi-weekly on Ghoulish Tendencies Podcast, where we, two paranormal investigators, delve into the depths of the famous and not-so-famous cases of murder, ghosts, legends, and lore, with a healthy dose of debunking. I'm Gabby, the resident molder. And I'm Kim, the resident scully. And we're your ghostesses of Ghoulish Tendencies Podcast, found wherever you listen to podcasts. Stay spooky! Hey, this is Dr. Gangreen. You're watching the Steve. No, you're not. You're listening to. You're listening to the Steve and Crypto Show right here on whatever network you're on. I don't know what you're on. Don't ask me. I can't see what you're doing, but keep listening and tune in next week for more cool content on the Steve and Crypto Show. All right. Got much love for Acrostar, Steve Herman, Ann Myrna, and the rest of that gang. It was cool to meet some of the other casts I hadn't met before. Uh, like I said, Acrostar, they uh, put me on screen for the first time, and it came from somewhere, which was pretty exciting for me. I mean, I was just a, a missing photo in the film, but my face was in a movie, and that was the first time. Hopefully not the last. Uh, and since the interview, I did sign on to become an assistant producer on Attack of the Corn Zombies because, like I said, it's a zombie film and I gotta be in on it. And I did just mention it came from somewhere. They recently announced that that is on its way to Tubi. So my face is gonna be on Tubi. Um, uh, you notice you don't hear Crypto this episode. That's just uh, because he is, is working and doing some family stuff and I am actually crunch time for me. I'm getting ready to go on vacation so I'm like working on a ton of, of content for hair and the Steve Strout and getting some episodes ready and stuff. So while I'm on vacation, I could actually be on vacation. But I want to make sure I get stuff out to you guys because you guys deserve it. Anyways, we're going to skip trivia this episode. This is usually about when we do it. But you can always go back, send answers to some of the past trivia questions from prior episodes, and we will still get you some stickers and put your name on the list for a giveaway. With all that being said, don't forget we're having a merch sale. It's going to last about a month. So go to Etsy, search Steve and Crypto Merch. Visit us on Patreon, patreon.com slash stevecrypto. Buymeacoffee.com slash stevecrypto. Social media, he's CryptoZoo88. I am the Steve Strout. Join the Facebook group. And be sure to leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to the Stephen Crypto Show. 
it helps us immensely uh, for you guys' efforts. We've been moving up rankings. We've been kind of in and out of the top 100 rankings on Good Pods, which is actually a great place to listen to us. If you don't have the Good Pods app, go check it out. You can be very interactive with your favorite podcasts and podcasters. Yeah, it's, it's just a great, simple interface, easy to use. So check that out. Follow us. We're on there. And uh, I think with that being said, we are going to wrap up this episode. I hope you guys dug the interview with Acrostar. We will definitely talk with them more down the road. And definitely looking forward to Attack of the Corn Zombies and being part of that. And watch for my face on Tubi. I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for listening. We have been the Steve and Crypto Show. Peace.